Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Abby Kamara, and this is episode two of Extreme Basketball Topics. And on Extreme Basketball Topics, we get to the extreme. This week, the extreme is the Houston Rockets and the Los Angeles Clippers. Now, two months ago, if you had told me this was a rivalry, I would have choked on my spit and laughed at you. Now, after the last couple of days, this is an extreme rivalry. This is this is great for the culture. I'm talking secret passageways. I'm talking elbowing the coach running back on defense. I'm talking former teammates. I'm talking, oh, I want to get traded to this team. I'm talking whatever. You name it. This rivalry has it. And this is great for the league. Because we don't have rivalries in the NBA. Everybody wants to be buddy-buddy. But there's something about this rivalry that I think is going to last. Now, we're going to rewind to the game on Martin Luther King Day that everybody's been talking about. Obviously, it was chippy. The Houston Rockets took a loss to the Los Angeles Clippers. And it was a surprising loss. I know Chris Paul, he wanted he wanted to make some noise. You know, he's facing his old team. And that's, that's fair. I mean, Chris Paul, you know, he failed as a Clipper. We could all admit that. Still, the Los Angeles Clippers have never seen a conference finals in their franchise history. Chris Paul got everything he wanted in terms of coach, coaching staff, players, everything he wanted. Still couldn't get it done. So he runs. He forces a trade to the Houston Rockets to join James Harden. They're a good team. But obviously, you personally ask me, they're not relevant for many reasons. Why? Because Chris Paul's not a winner. And James Harden, I've seen him not show up on so much occasions. And I could just date back to 2012 in the NBA Finals. You guys say, oh, well, he was 22. So we go back five more years. He's 27. You know, runner-up MVP two years in a row or two out of three years. Doesn't show up in Game 6. Western Conference Semifinals. I don't know what's wrong with that guy. It's a mental thing. Whatever whatever now the Houston Rockets have some bad blood I guess now out of nowhere because Chris Paul has some bad blood with Blake Griffin doesn't like Blake hates Blake we nobody knew this until this altercation doesn't like Blake Griffin feels like Blake Griffin you know probably came in between him and DeAndre Jordan or Blake Griffin's a ball stopper, but Chris Paul's a ball stopper too. Nobody knows. They hate each other. They get into altercation during the game on MLK Day and into each other's faces, have to be separated. It was amazing to see. It's nice to see. You like seeing bad blood, you like seeing storylines like that, former teammates. It's good for the league. Here's my thing Austin Rivers was talking too, talking smack to Trevor Ariza, getting involved. I'm talking Austin Rivers, talking smack. You can see Patrick Beverly getting involved. Jerry West even had to come down from the stands just to to see if everybody was good. You know, the logo had to <laughs> logo had to come in and get to see for himself what was going on. This rivalry is going to be great because they're using Rockets. They're going to get the second seed. The Los Angeles Clippers. And I'm going to go back on what I said last week. Los Angeles Clippers are getting coached well right now by Doc Rivers. This is Doc Rivers' 
best coaching job of his career. Hands down. Because this time he's actually coaching and not riding Kevin Garnett's the coattails. He's coaching. He's making the most out of what he has. It's good. It's good. Because I said Brad Stevens would do something like this. And I like what I'm seeing with Doc. I like what I'm seeing with Doc. DJ's playing at a great level. Blake's playing at a great level. But let's highlight Lou Williams. He... Lou Williams is coming off the bench, but now he's starting. Lou Williams is averaging 23.5 points per game, shooting in the 40s percentage from three, in the 90s percentage from free throw line. Such an efficient basketball player now. He's an all-star. And it sucks because then you got to take out one of the guards in the West. Then. <laughs> I'm going to have to take out Dame Lillard because he's a scapegoat. Sorry, Dame. You're a scapegoat. You're not going to be in the all-star game again. So you're going to cry about it, rap about it, I don't know. But you're the scapegoat. Bye, Dame. Lou Williams is an all-star indeed. Lou Williams is an all-star indeed. In that fight that broke out in the locker room, when Chris Paul knows the secret passageway, he says, forget it, I was an employee here, so let's, let, me, let, me, let me give you guys a secret passageway so I could beat up the coach's son. I get it. I can help you guys, because Austin Rivers was talking smack to Trevor Ariza after Trevor Ariza ripped Blake Griffin's tights and was talking smack, and of course, Blake Griffin gave Mike D'Antoni a secret nudge, and you know, everybody was hating on each other, and it was amazing to watch, it was amazing to watch, I miss that, we need that kind of chippiness in the NBA, we need that, instead of people making Instagram posts about each other after beating each other in the NBA Finals, we need chippiness, we need that stuff, we need edge. Who doesn't like Edge? Uh, but, you know, I'm here. Chris Paul. Secret passageway. He gets Trevor Reza, Gerald Green, James Harden to follow him. And they try to confront Austin Rivers and Blake Griffin. You know. They try to get a decoy. I don't know if it was Clint Capella or Tariq Black. The reports say so much things. And I guess there was some verbal altercations, maybe pushing and shoving. Nothing really happens because apparently DeAndre Jordan was there in the middle to de-escalate it. Just, it's embarrassing. If you guys are going to fight, fight. The NBA is something that, it's, it's, a, it's a league where Lonzo Ball said it best. It's the NBA, nobody's throwing punches. <laughs> Until recently. Because I don't know if you guys saw Aaron Aflalo, but he threw a punch in the Orlando Magic game against the Timberwolves. But let's not lose track of what we're talking about here. Just guys, a bunch of guys, you know, causing havoc for no reason. LAPD gets called and people have to get separated. It's crazy. I mean, Chris Paul's taking sneak shots saying Lou Williams is the, he's got to be the go-to guy. You know, he's the go-to guy. They should play through him. Obviously taking a sneak shot at Blake Griffin because he feel like he should have been played through. Chris Paul is a Hall of Famer, no doubt. Why? Because the Hall of Fame is watered down. Thanks to yours truly, Tracy McGrady and Yao Ming. You Rockets legends. <laughs> but, um, he's a Hall of Famer. Surefire Hall of Famer. Along with James Harden, he's a Hall of Famer now, too. Thanks, thanks, D Mac. Um, it's, it's mind boggling the fact that. The president of the Players Association was in the middle of all that. This well-spoken man was in the middle of all that. It, it, it is mind-boggling. But what's mind-boggling to me 
is that Austin Rivers feels like he can talk trash <laughs> to NBA players. I mean, you you need to humble yourself, kid. You need to humble yourself, and I'll get into that soon. But what's mind-boggling to me is that Mike D'Antoni could cuss at Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin can get elbow to, 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 to sneak in the elbow to Mike D'Antoni. And he's not getting fined or suspended for it. You know, that's it's it's bad. It's like the Rockets are the bad guys. The Rockets are the bad guys because they're the better team or something. Because we all know Chris Paul led them to that secret passageway. He was in the middle of all that. Chris Paul and James Harden don't get suspended or fined. I think that the um, the lesser players took the fall for it. Trevor Reese and Joe Green, they're holding the two against suspensions. Bravo. Bravo. But man, I hope that the Clippers find a way to get that seventh seed. I hope that the Rockets hold their four and get that second seed. And it's going to be a crazy series. Of course, I don't. I really don't know who's going to win because we got a bunch of pretenders on both teams, a bunch of a bunch of non-winners on both teams, and I, I truly mean that. But it's 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 an interesting rivalry. It's something to look at from here on out. It's going to be interesting, and especially if the rumor that DeAndre Jordan wants to get traded to the Houston Rockets, his hometown, Houston. He's still good friends with Chris Paul. He's chatting about after and before the game. If he wants to get traded to the Houston Rockets and betray Blake Griffin and Doc Rivers, it's going to be a hell of a rivalry. A hell of a rivalry. Since we're on the topic of the Rockets Clippers, I want to talk about Austin Rivers, who was the, the instigator in this whole fiasco. Austin Rivers really needs to humble himself because he's a product of nepotism and a product of opportunity given by your daddy. When Austin Rivers got drafted 10th overall, which was a joke, he was an NBA player. He was right-hand dominant and could not go left. Literally, could not go left. Could not defend, could not rebound, could not pass. Couldn't do anything. He could just make a shot here and there. Couldn't shoot free throws. Austin Rivers was on his way out of the league. On his way to D League or G League. He was on his way to Turkey, France, Slovenia. Maybe facing Alonzo Ball's little brothers in Lithuania. But his daddy, Doc Rivers, saw that his son was in trouble and used his title as president at that time. President and coach, before he got stripped of his title running basketball operations because he wasn't doing a great job. Mainly because he signed his son. <laughs> Which is ridiculous. He traded for his son and he gave his money. He gave his son money. But he did that. And his son was given the opportunity to play rotational minutes for an NBA playoff team. It was the sickest, this most disgusting, despicable thing I've seen 
in all my years of watching basketball. Austin Rivers was getting minutes, was taking shots, it was ridiculous. Everybody was welcoming, welcoming this kid, welcoming this kid that just could not play. It was, it was, it was sad. And he's a part of the opt- of opportunity because there's many guys like that that are fighting for their chance and they're right there. And one guy that comes to my mind is Ken Birch because last night, if you watched the Orlando Magic face the Minnesota Timberwolves, Ken Birch, I know you guys do not know who this guy is. You guys might have to go go Google this guy. I know him because I'm Canadian. Ken Birch, this kid played in. Turkey in uh, was it Turkey? Uh, I don't know those overseas countries. He was playing, he was playing overseas for great teams, and he was in the he was in the finals, the Euroleague finals. You know, what I'm saying average seven points, five rebounds. It's a lot for a young player, and, and this is a high division. He gets his chance in the NBA. Orlando Magic makes the roster after a tough training camp, and Mo Harkless has a family problem. Um, my heart goes out to him, uh, so he can't play. So this guy gets the call, and he gets the opportunity, and he puts up 12 points, 10 rebounds, and four blocks. Completely disrupts Carl Anthony Towns. Orlando Magic gets the win. It's a crazy story. Just doesn't get pressed because who cares about the Orlando Magic? <laughs> but really, he gets his opportunity. That's what happened to Austin Rivers for 82 games for three seasons in a row because his daddy gave him a chance. Austin Rivers, he still can't even shoot 70% from the free throw line. Go look at it. Go look it up yourself. He's never shot 70% from the free throw line. Probably never will. Kid can't play. But he's learned how to play basketball. He's got an opportunity to become a decent NBA player because of the opportunity that his daddy gave him. Now he's giving you 50 in the game. He can play defense. You know, he can shoot the ball better. Because he he really got that hands-on opportunity. It's crazy. It's ridiculous. And there's so much guys out there that would flourish if they were spoon-fed. Like we Austin Rivers was spoon-fed. So the fact that he feels that he can talk, like the way he talks, Boy, you better humble yourself. If it wasn't for your daddy, you'd be signing two-way contracts. I promise you that. Two-way contracts. Uh, spoke my mind about Austin Rivers a little bit over there, and I, whatever. You can feel bad about it, but it was the truth. We're gonna move on to to more successful people that have earned things, like LeBron James. Cleveland Cavaliers, they've earned a championship ring in 2016. They've earned three straight berths to the NBA Finals. And they're going to earn a fourth straight bid to the NBA Finals. And I know that they're struggling right now. And they're on a losing streak. And it's something to worry about and talk about. But let's stop the shenanigans. NBA fans, do you remember in 2011 when Derrick Rose won MVP and led the Chicago Bulls to the number one seed in 62 wins. I don't remember either. Because they didn't make the NBA Finals. LeBron did. Do you remember 
2014 when the Indiana Pacers were just coming off a of conference finals and they were clicking on all cylinders and they got the first seed and they were supposed to challenge the Miami Heat and dethrone LeBron I don't remember either because LeBron went to the NBA Finals do you remember in 2015 when the Atlanta Hawks won 62 games and they were the number one seed and they were supposed to give LeBron a challenge because they were the Spurs of the East I don't remember either because LeBron swept them and went to the NBA Finals that year. Do you remember in 2017 when the Boston Celtics were led by the mighty IT and won 53 games and were the number one seed in the East and were supposed to give LeBron a challenge in the East? I don't remember either because LeBron went 12-1 in the Eastern Conference and handled them fairly easily. It's 2018 now. LeBron James is... He's laughing right now. Because his team is 26-17. and 17 And people are panicking. Because they feel like, oh no, this is the year that LeBron James is... Gonna get dethroned. Because his team is going on another tough spell. And they're not gonna figure it out. And they should trade some... Trade IT. Try to get Bully. Try to get DeAndre. LeBron doesn't care. LeBron knows what's going to happen in the East. He's going to see the Raptors, the Celtics, the Wizards, the whatevers. He's going to handle them quite easily. Quite easily. What people don't understand is LeBron James has a rare gift where he could turn on the switch. The switch isn't on right now. He's in cruise control. He's figuring out his teammates. He's letting Isaiah Thomas get under his feet. There's a lot of things going on in the in the Cavs locker room that we don't know, but they'll be fine. The reason being, they're vets. People are like, oh, they can't play defense. Oh, LeBron, what's going on? I can't wait till people start saying he looks a step slower and then he just explodes in the playoffs. I love that one. Oh, he looks slower. Oh, LeBron is playing the best basketball of his career every playoffs. I hear it. We know LeBron James is going to the NBA Finals. If you want to psych yourself out and pretend like this is exciting, then go ahead. The East is not exciting to me. <laughs> it's a pop show. We know what's going to happen. It's WWE. The Eastern Conference is WWE. LeBron James is the Rock. Cleveland Cavaliers are the Rock. And this is WWE. I know what's going to happen. You know what's going to happen. You know LeBron James is going to the NBA Finals. LeBron James is the NBA Finals. Okay. I have a nephew that was born in the year 2011. He hasn't lived to see an NBA Finals where LeBron James hasn't played in it. Think about that. He's turning seven this year. LeBron James is going to the NBA Finals and the Eastern Conference is the WWE. Uh, 
Uh, so I uh, I had some time today, and uh, I came across a Facebook live feed of the Big Baller Brand Challenge in Lithuania, and it was a uh, Lonzo Ball's little brothers team, D'Angelo and Lamelo, against another team, Lithuania. And man, I mean, I was impressed. I was impressed. Obviously, I think those kids are amazing at basketball. D'Angelo held it down. He had another great performance. Lamelo had a great performance. He made some rookie mistakes on defense in terms of lazy fouls. But all in all, these kids get it. They are gifted. They are gifted, and it it got me to it got me to think, man. Lavar Ball, he is a genius. I was watching this game. And they had the big baller brand sign right in the middle, that logo right in the middle of the court. And on the other end of the court was the big baller brand sign. And I was like, wow, this guy, he has a deal with Facebook to stream this game in Lithuania. Solo crowd. A thousand people were watching that game. A little bit over a thousand in person. There's only 10,000 people. 10,000 people in that whole town. Everybody wants to see big baller brand triple B's. <laughs> it looks like that's what's going on right now. And I started to think, how much people are watching this? And the commentator said, we have surpassed over a hundred and thirty thousand fo- viewers, or was it? Yeah, it was a hundred and thirty thousand viewers at one point. And he said, we surpassed six hundred thousand viewers on Baller's Life. And I said, wow, people want to act like this guy's annoying and he's a nutcase and he's bringing his kids down but I beg to differ what's the difference between LeVar Ball what he's doing and I hate to make the comparison but what's the difference between Le- what is the difference between LeVar Ball and Chris Jenner think about it people call Chris Jenner a genius She's doing the exact same thing. She's exploiting her daughters. Huh? But she's a genius. Oh, wow. You're going to have to... I was, I was watching an interview with Khloe Kardashian. There's a business idea and Khloe Kardashian says, Oh, you're going to have to... You're going to have to ask Chris about that. Because Chris Jenner is the brains behind the whole Kardashian project. She's exploiting her daughters. That leads me to say LeVar Ball is exploiting his sons, but so what? I'd rather my dad exploit me than the NCAA make money off me, multi-billion dollars, and not make me have one cent in my wallet, make me sleep in my dorm hungry. No. It makes no sense. What LeVar Ball is doing is genius. Kids have his own shoes. <laughs> the kid has his own shoes. Lamelo has his own shoes. He's 16. Huh? Of course like he wants these guys. But LeVar Ball, he's 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 taking a step outside the box. This is what it this is what it means when we're not walking in line with what they want us to do. And LeVar Ball has realized that. He's he's going to do his own thing. I don't want to make millions. He says, I don't want to make billions. They want 
they want to give him the millions and make him feel like, oh, I'm doing better than everybody else, so that's okay. No. He says, forget that. I want to I wanna cut the checks. I cut the checks. I want the billion dollars. I don't want to handle the millions. I want my son's sons to handle the millions while we cut the checks and we take the billions. What Big Baller brand is doing is bigger than basketball. Triple B's is going to live forever. Our kids' kids will be talking about Triple B's. This is... This is amazing, and we don't respect it now. I'm not saying we as an I. I'm saying some viewers. We may not respect this now. But one day, LeVar Ball and the Ball family is going to be acknowledged in black history for their brains, their mindset, their ambition, and their vision. The next thing I'm going to cover is extreme. It's so extreme because it's so sad. This person is DeMarcus Cousins. DeMarcus has been to the playoffs zero times. Which is okay if you were drafted two years ago. DeMarcus was drafted in 2010. When Kobe... (laughs) I can't even say this. When Kobe Bryant had just come off his fifth and final championship that's when DeMarcus Cousins was drafted okay (laughs) he was drafted a week before LeBron made a decision to leave Cleveland and go to Miami he was drafted a lifetime ago this is his eighth season eighth he hasn't made the playoffs Maybe that's why he changed his jersey number to number zero. I don't know. Because he has zero playoff appearances. I saw an interesting fact saying that if Kobe Bryant was able to lead his supporting cast in 06 and 07 to the NBA playoffs, then any superstar should be able to lead a supporting cast to the playoffs if you're a superstar. Why do we call DeMarcus Cousins the best center in the league? Why do we do it? I know I don't do it. I used to do it. I was excited about the kid. I always said, oh, he's so good. He can do this. He can do that. (sighs) Lord, forgive me. DeMarcus Cousins shoots 6.2 three-pointers a game. I don't want my center shooting 6.2 three-pointers a game. Especially if he's never been to the NBA playoffs. Obviously, you're doing something wrong, buddy. He's a big, big man. But he's never shot 50% from the field. That's the best center in the league. You're a superstar if your team is worse without you. His teams are just bad. And he has another quote-unquote superstar on his team. And he's struggling to get the eighth and final seed. (laughs) Oh, man. DeMarcus Cousins comedy to me he's a talented guy but he does not play basketball the right way or maybe he's just not that good LeBron doesn't want DeMarcus he's not going crazy for DeMarcus like the way you guys want him to go crazy for DeMarcus no DeMarcus is he's Kevin Love Kevin Love played five years in Minnesota and did not make the playoffs once but we loved him because he averaged 26 and 13 (laughs) really 
need to stop rewarding people that have never made an impact. Shaq has given up on DeMarcus Cousins. I have given up on DeMarcus Cousins. And if this year, DeMarcus Cousins does not make the playoffs with the New Orleans Pelicans, we need to start thinking to who this best center in the NBA is. I just want to point out that the 76ers are better when Joel Embiid plays basketball. When he's not playing, they're not that good. That's what's supposed to happen when your superstar isn't playing. I'd rather Joel Embiid than DeMarcus Cousins when healthy. Because DeMarcus has been healthy. He just sucks. He's on some bad teams. It starts with him. I don't want DeMarcus. Do you want DeMarcus? Like, think about it. You know that question that people ask? Oh, if you were to pick any player to start a franchise, you never think about DeMarcus. You think about Joel Embiid now. You think about Carl Anthony Towns now. You think about those guys. Because those guys, they're going to the playoffs. I can guarantee it's not going to take them in seven, eight years to go to the playoffs. I don't want to call DeMarcus Cousins a superstar because he can dribble and shoot threes and oh yeah, he has an attitude and a passion. No, he just looks like an idiot. I don't like DeMarcus Cousins. He's lost. I don't want to have dinner with DeMarcus Cousins. I don't want to be on a team with DeMarcus, a DeMarcus Cousins-led team. Imagine that locker room. Imagine it. <laughs> I'm sorry, but DeMarcus Cousins is not a superstar.